Alright all you Street Life Crusaders and wrestling fans alike, welcome back to the Tuesday Night Special and now it's time for us to talk about what happened during the second half of Monday Night Raw from Nashville, Tennessee. And the next thing to take place on Monday Night Raw would see the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, now out at the ringside area. And Cody would talk about what happened with all his teammates and would thank each and every one of them individually for helping them get the War Games win, but would definitely give a big thank you to Randy Orton for allowing him to finish the match, the match that his dad was a part of, and letting him get the win. And besides getting teary-eyed, he would then immediately say, welcome back to CM Punk, with everybody wondering what his opinion would be on it, even though he said welcome aboard during the press conference, and would then immediately say that he's here to finish the story and get back on track for it, and has officially announced himself as an entrant in the 2024 Royal Rumble match. But before he could get excited about that Royal Rumble announcement, we would see Shinsuke Nakamura on the TV screen saying that he's a brave warrior, but he needs them to evolve. And at that point, I wondered, is he a Pokemon? That's why he needs them to evolve? For then Shinsuke to say that he's done waiting and he's going to bring chaos to him. And while the lights were out, we would see the chaos in the form of the red mist in the face of Cody Rhodes for Cody to writhe in pain for Shinsuke to have a misty smile and for him to go away and I've just found it funny that Carl and the maestro laughing at the fact that I said misty and I don't mean misty from Pokemon come on now guys grow up grow up but besides that future clash between Shinsuke and Cody, the next match to take place on Monday Night Raw would see not only Bronson Reed, but Ivar duking it off, making Big He happy at home with big meaty men slapping meat, or more or less what we like to call around here, a hoss fight. And what a hell of a hot fight it was. Cause not only you would see a disgusting spin kick on the outside of the ring, followed by a Mike Knox crossbody to Ivar, or by Ivar to Bronson Reed, but Bronson Reed would up the ante in the form of a Samoan drop and a nasty big boy senton for a near fall. Only five for to answer back with a spinning around the world slam for near fall. Only for Valhalla to stop the wrath of the tsunami and get ejected for it. And that's when things got very disgusting after that, folks. Because after back and forth punches and bunches, we would then see Bronson Reed pulling off a Death Valley driver directly on to the... I guess the barricade and the chair that was on the outside near the timekeeper's area for the referee to rule this match a no contest. And why, folks? Because of a double countout. But would it stop these two gargantuan behemoths from beating the hell out of each other? Absolutely not. Because then you would see a chair shot 
by Ivar, only for Bronson Reed to accidentally hit a tech worker with a condominium smash. Even a security guy who would get his head taken off with a nasty Marion. And then after that lariat, we would then see Bronson Reed sending one of the security officers directly into Ivar. Ivar, unfazed by that, would immediately pull off a cannonball off one of the railings directly into everybody. And for those thinking if the fight stopped there, well, no, no it didn't. Because I'm getting word from NXT that that Haas fight would continue on there during the fatal four-way match to determine if Wesley was going to get his title shot for the North American Championship. And yes, because of that interference, Wesley officially going to be fighting against Dominic Mysterio at deadline for the North American Championship. So the Cardiac Kid getting another shot at the gold that Dominic Mysterio cheated to get from him. Good for him. Good for him. But speaking of members of the Judgment Day, meanwhile backstage we would see not only Shayna Baszler but also Zoe Stark talking backstage about the loss and the fact that she was able to take her to her limit and still proved herself. Only for Nia Jax to rub her face in the loss and would say, if it had been me, I would have won. So everybody needs to watch out and be on notice and blah, 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 blah. For Shayna Baszler to tell her to shut your hole before someone breaks your arm and puts you on the shelf again. Only for Zoe Stark to say, I don't need you to stand up for my battles. And Nia, since you want to run your mouth, let's do this for Nia Jax to accept for our third match for the night, which would see none other than Nia Jax one-on-one -on -one against Zoe Stark. And during this match, we would see the speed and power of Zoe Stark trying to take it to none other than Nia Jax, only for Nia Jax to use the power game by not only doing a modified swing right directly into the second turnbuckle and slamming her head into the dirt for Joe Zoe Stark to get back up to her feet that I almost called her Joey but it would hit her with a corkscrew senton for a near fall even a kick to the leg and a nasty kick to the face that looked like a question mark kick that almost got her the solution of the win in this match but unfortunately Nia Jax would kick out and yeah after that kick out, folks, we would see Nia Jax coming back, knocking Zoe Stark off the top rope after a failed pinfall again by Zoe after a missile drop kick, springboard style, leading into a Samoan drop, a big girl senton, and even a bonsai drop for Zoe Stark to get squashed on Monday Night Raw via pinfall. And after that bit of squashing, the next thing we would see on Monday Night Raw would be none other than Seth Metal, Seth Rollins, wearing a pretty cool suit with some Emma gloves on. And for those who are wondering what Emma gloves are, they're the gloves that don't completely cover the hand, but covers the fingers. I never got those, but eh, you know, they're cool in some environments. And at least it looks good on him. 
Well, besides that Bruce Bruce line from Comic View, folks, Monday Night Rollins would be welcome in with CM Punk chants for this week for Seth Rollins to say, is that all you got, CM Punk fans? Is that all you got? Well, after that, he says he wouldn't want to waste any of his energy on that hypocrite and would want to talk about the title that he's been trying to make one of the most important belts in this industry for the past six months and would say that he's been getting that itch after Survivor Series to once again become a fighting champion and before he can even finish his statement next thing you know Drew McIntyre will come out before Seth could even say anything and would immediately thank or more or less congratulate Seth Rollins for his victory at war games and would say that the master plan of the judgment day would fall flat because they lost the bloody match and then would say that he needs to get Jey Uso on the back burner he needs to get Jey Uso out of his mind and the best way to do it is to go for the world championship and would say that the only reason he lost at Crown Jewel is because he was too compassionate and he needs to be more of a shark and decided to get rid of his compassion and is ready to go for the world championship. For Seth Rollins to inform him that, uh, yeah, unfortunately there's somebody ahead of the line of you and they're getting a title shot next week. For Drew McIntyre to say, Hey, you're the champ. You call the shots. At least tell me who's going to be the person to get the shot. And I got a feeling Seth Rollins at that one initial moment might have regret his decision of saying who it was because it would be none other than Jay Uso. And after saying that, he would get a glass cow kiss for that. Then immediately slammed it to the corner, belly to belly suplex, and would say, that, are you trying to make this personal? Is this starting to become a vendetta? Are you serious? And would repeatedly slam his head to the ground until we would see none other than Jay Uso coming out to stop the destruction and even help out Seth Rollins for him to help him super kick Drew McIntyre right out of the ring. And after that said moment, folks, we would then see none other than backstage Sami Zayn talking to a frustrated and angry Drew McIntyre, believing that Seth Rollins had a vendetta against him and would say, hey, what are you doing right now? You're thinking you're the only person who got screwed by the bloodline in their hometown? He got screwed by the bloodline in his hometown and beaten senseless in it as well. And would then say that you're acting like a spoiled child. You've already been to the top as a world champion. I didn't even get a chance to be that. So, you know, grow up. And after giving Drew McIntyre that bit of a pep talk, we would then see our next match of the night, which would be for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Seeing none other than Piper Nivens and Chelsea Green going one-on-one -on -one against Natalia and Tegan Knox. And during this match, Tegan and Natty would give them a run for their money, seeing Tegan Knox pulling a molly go round out of her hat against Chelsea Green for near fall, thanks to none other than Piper. And then Piper will return the favor by hitting a code breaker, or should I say, 
Chelsea would hit the code breaker, and Piper would hit a big girl senton in the most painful way no possible, but Natty would help break up the pinfall. And to prove that teamwork would make the dream work outside of the ring, Chelsea would deliver a or get hit with a dual suplex on the outside of the ring, but Piper waiting on the apron would hit a dual cannonball, bring Knox back inside the ring, and hit a Mike Knox crossbody for the team of Chelsea Green and Piper Divins to retain their tag team championships via pinfall. And after that title retention, folks, we head into our... Main event of the evening, which would see none other than Randy Orton going one-on-one against Dominic Mysterio. And during this match, Randy Orton, in his first match back in over a year and a half, would have to find out the hard way that if you have a target on your back, somebody's going to go for it. And Dominic Mysterio would prove that by whipping him into the stairs for Dominic to get a near fall. Only for Randy Orton to go for his vintage Orton combination. But before he can go for the hesitation, or should I say the RKO, JD McDonough would save him from getting yet another RKO and making it three in less than 24 hours. Only for Jelly Roll to roll him by pushing him and knocking him off his feet. Only for Dominic Mysterio to get in Jelly Roll's face and for him to push him as well. Now, in the normal world, that would be a disqualification, but the match still continued. Two backdrops onto the table, hesitation DDT to JD McDonough, and then immediately after that, would see a 619 by Dominic Mysterio, but no frog splash follow-up. Instead, after that missed frog splash with no water in the pool, three RKO's in less than 24 hours with the one that he just got hit with, and that's out in any ball game you look at, as Randy Orton will win his match via pinfall. And after the match was over, next thing you know, we would see the voice of the voiceless making his return back to WWE and back on Monday Night Raw in about 10 years, none other than CM Punk, with an alternative version of Cult of Personality too. I think I noticed it. I think it was the, what, the 2001 version of the song? Either way, still cool to hear it on Monday Night Raw. And speaking of cool, he would say that hell's froze over because he's on Monday Night Raw standing in the middle of the ring with a live microphone in his hands and with a team that's different from his team actually cheering for him and would say he's been looking for the words to describe what's been going on for the past 24 hours since his return, and would say that it might sound corny, it might sound cheesy, but after the past several years, he's changed, and he says, yeah, I'm home. And even though a lot of people gave him a lot of criticism for saying that one line, folks, I would have to agree with him. 
it would go on further that says that this is where he belong and he said after so many years and over so many different continents and different places around the world he's heard so many people chanting for his name even though that he didn't want to hear it and said that everybody is powerful. He loves every last one of them for not stop chanting his name and for making this moment possible. And said that everybody backstage, it felt like a family reunion, wanted him back, said welcome home, gave him a kiss. And for any of you at home wondering, yes, AJ Lee is doing fabulous and she sends her regards but then would immediately get the business by saying that he didn't want to leave in the first place, but at the same time, a wise man once told him, if you want to take everything, sometimes it gotta leave. And that's what he did. He left. And after leaving, he would say that he's back to take everything. And would say that even though a lot of people is happy that he's back, certain people aren't. And the only reason they aren't is because he, they, they're afraid. They're afraid he set the bar too high. They're afraid he took the, bat, the brass ring in his back pocket and they can't grab it. And would say that he's going to make everybody who said that they've been fighting to be the best in the world a lie. Even though I'm paraphrasing it, he would say that the best in the world is back on a Monday night, and his name is C.M. Punk. And after he would throw away the microphone, he would look in the camera and would say that he's back, and he's not here to make friends, he's here to make money for Monday Night Raw to close for this week. Now, before we wrap things up like we usually do, one thing we almost forgot to mention is that they would show the reaction videos of everybody shocked and amazed at the return of CM Punk and would show everybody from In The Clutch, Chiseled Adonis, and other YouTubers out there excited about his return. But for me, I'm wondering one thing. How long is this going to last? Even though this was something I've been dreaming about for years on end, you gotta believe that the Cinderella story is gonna end sooner than later. But when's it gonna end? What's gonna happen for next week? Will we see CM Punk trying to call out Seth Rollins for calling him out at Survivor Series? Will we see what Becky Lynch was talking about, about a fight on the horizon against a mysterious opponent? Will Cody Rhodes get his receipt against Shinsuke Nakamura for missing him in the eyes? And will we see a hardcore Haas fight next week on Monday night? We find out the answer to that and more next week for another exciting and thrilling Road to WrestleMania edition of Monday Night Raw. Now, the reason why we say that, folks, is because, well, yeah, Unfortunately, there's no pay-per-view in December, so it's technically the road to WrestleMania at this point. And with that said, folks, I think it's time for us to head back to that music, and when we return, we'll be back with more Streetlight Delight as the Tuesday night special rolls on right after this. So don't go anywhere just yet, folks, and stay tuned.